Hey, welcome to Let's Talk with your host, Kelvin Newkirk Jr. Listen, I'm so excited you're here. And let me tell you, this is the perfect podcast for you. Because on this podcast, we're going to have honest, open, and biblical conversations about things people love to talk about. Also about things people hate to talk about. So with that being said, let's hop into it. So hey everybody, once again, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk. I am your host, if you don't know me already, my name is Kelvin Newkirk Jr. And I'm so ecstatic that you are here with me today. Um, The topic that we're going to discuss is so amazing, it's so awesome. But before we jump into this topic, let's go and just recap this season. This season has been an amazing season. Right, And this isn't the end of the season just yet. We have two more episodes left because this is episode 10. But I just want to say that I'm just so thankful for all the support that I've received. I'm so thankful for all the people who have played a big role in this podcast, who people may not see all the time. And I just want to give you the honor and the credit um, that you deserve um, because you know there are a lot of hidden figures that are part of this who may not want recognition or may not need recognition, but they just, I just feel like it is just my duty to give credit where credit is due. Because I think that the Lord lays people in your life for a specific reason, or they lay people in your life to give you inspiration or to give you hope. Sometimes those people expire sooner than they're supposed to expire. Sometimes those people um, expire way longer than they ever thought they could live. However, um, they still... Um, hold a near and dear part in my heart, um, whether it was for encouragement or for wisdom, whether it was for um, some type of guideline of a way to live life, or whether it was literally for an example that literally shaped the way that I taught or shaped the way that I communicated the gospel. So I'm just so thankful for that. And I'm thankful to God for giving me those people in my life, because Lord knows, I don't know where I would be without those people who were in my life at that specific time. Um, because I think God always places a ram in a bush. And I think if you pay attention, you will see that in your own life, um, in, in your own lives, should I say. Excuse me, I can't talk today. So uh, with that being said, um, another thing that I want to just jump into also is that um, recently, um, I think that when you get far along in something, or when you get um, going in something, the enemy's always busy and he's always working and he's always, his motive always is to remind you of how unworthy you are for, um, a platform like this. And so that's what he's been doing a lot of lately. Not saying that I am worthy of it because I'm not right. Because I'm not the best person at all. Um, matter of fact, there's something that's been laid on my heart a lot and this is how it goes. Um, this is just a little something that I write and I write these things on Snapchat and I save them in my memories and I may share it. I may not. It just all depends. But this is how it goes. It says I am who I am. Right. And I am who I'm called to be. I haven't been the best person. I probably never will be, but I'm redeemed. So I serve the best. And so because I serve the best, I'm a part of the best. And so, therefore, I'm not the best because I am the best. I'm the best because I serve the best, right? So I'm good through Jesus. I'm not good on my own, right? No man is good but God, right? So as soon as I accept Christ, his spirit, his spirit is in me. And so because his spirit is in me, because he's in me, now I'm made good through Jesus Christ, not on my own. And so 
you know, I'm not worthy of of even sitting and even talking and explaining concepts and and imparting wisdom into you. However, if God has called me to do it, then it doesn't matter whether I'm worthy or not. What it matters is is whether I'm going to follow through on what He told me to do or not. Right? I don't think Moses was worthy to save a whole nation of people. I don't think Noah was worthy to start a whole generation of people over again. I don't think. I don't think that David was worthy to be this great king of Israel or to slay Goliath, right? I don't think that Paul was worthy. I don't think Paul definitely wasn't worthy enough to carry the message of Jesus Christ out to other nations and to start churches and to plant churches and to be literally a modern day, what we would call maybe like a bishop or something, someone who oversees churches and who's an oversight for multiple churches. Like, I don't think that they were worthy to do it. But God called them to do it and they were obedient to do it. So God gave them what he, what they needed to have and they sought after God. And that's all that matters, right? So I may not be the best person to do this, but what I do ask you to do, I do ask for you to pray for me and to pray for my strength as I keep on pressing on towards what God has called for me to do. Cause it's not really an easy task. And you start to realize that over time you get lonely. You get really, really lonely. Because sometimes people aren't focused on the same thing that you're focused on. So sometimes they're focused on something temporary when I'm focused on something more permanent. And so they may not see the fruits of something that's more permanent right now, right? But I may see it and I may recognize it and I may want to chase after being more fruitful or bearing more fruit for what's permanent. And so sometimes, so that's not necessarily a bad thing on them. They just don't see it. They just don't recognize it. And I think that's a gift that God has placed on me is to recognize some things that are more permanent and not things that are more temporary. And I think that God is placing a lot of people around me. And even some people that are listening right now, I think that God is placed on the inside of you too. Um, and I appreciate it if you let me know that. <laughs> but 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 more so what I really want to get into is just the fact that that, you know, that the enemy has really been attacking me and been reminding me that, hey, you know. This isn't for you. You know, like, why are you doing this? You're not reaching anyone. And every time the enemy does that, the Lord always sends someone to give me a confirmation that I'm doing exactly what he's called for me to do. And I'm stepping out on a purpose that God has set for my life. So with that being said, let me follow that purpose and get into the topic of this episode before I ramble on and ramble on. This topic that I want to talk about today is something that I think has been um, miscommunicated to a lot of Christians. I think it just is so simple, right? It's such a simple thing that maybe a lot of Christians maybe already think they know they're doing it the right way. And maybe they're not understanding that, hey, it's more than what they may think it is. Um, so uh, let's talk about worship today. Let's talk about worship. And so the re- I feel like worship has been laid on my heart a lot. Um, because I feel like personally, I have stepped more out into um, realizing that worship is more than what I thought it was before. But not only that, but I've taught two lessons um, actually this past week or this week on worship. Um, I taught on Sunday to to a group of awesome kids in kids church. And then I taught this again, taught the same lesson again on Wednesday, more geared to youth, of course, to the youth group on Wednesday night. And so here I am today um teaching this to you so i think that uh that's pretty awesome so i should know this to a t by now um so uh let's get into what worship is so uh one thing i'm going to go by today is i want to go by what um what i 
um, the laid the layout or the outline that I laid out for the for the uh, youth. I'm in the youth group because I think that this lesson was you was really the best one that I've ever teached um, up in that room, and so I think it really impacted them. Um, so the first question that I asked, really, when it comes to worship, is what is worship? It's so simple. But it's something that a lot of people don't understand and a lot of Christians don't really understand. And so uh, this is how they described worship. They described it as an action. They described it as honoring someone bigger than yourself, right? Or in an acknowledgement of someone bigger and more in control of a situation than you are. Um, they described it as a verb, right? So that goes with it being an action. Um, they also described it as a time to praise God but not confined to time, right? Because God isn't confined to time. So worship shouldn't be confined to time. So um, I think that's pretty cool that they that they were able to do that, that they were able to describe it as that, um, because it shows that, that they have an understanding of basically just what it means to put someone over yourself, to put God over everything in your life. And that's really what worship is, is the act of putting God over everything else in your life. Right. And it's basically just saying, God, right now, I'm showing that you are the most important thing in my life. What you have for me, the purpose you have for me, the words you have for me, the calling that you have for me, or even if I'm just in a setting where I just, it's time for me to focus on you, where you have all my attention, more than my time, more than my effort, you just have my attention, right? And so the next question that I asked is, how do we worship God, right? Like, how do we worship God? How are ways that we worship God? So before we go into that, let's go into some scriptures, right? And so let's look at Psalm chapter nine, verse one. And this is what it says. It says, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart, I will tell of all the wonderful things you have done. Let's look at Psalms 86 uh, verses 9 through 10. It says, all the nations that you have created will bow, will come and bow down to you. They will praise your greatness. You are mighty and do wonderful things. You alone are God. Let's look at Psalm 100, the whole thing. And let's go. Let's start from the top. It says, shout to the Lord, all of the earth. Serve the Lord with joy. Come before him with singing. Know the Lord is God. He made us and we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep he tends. Come into his city with songs of thanksgiving. Come into his courtyards with songs of praise. Thank him and praise his name. The Lord is good. His love continues forever. His loyalty continues from this day forward. So there's a lot of patterns in that. And the pattern is that it's basically is just giving praise to God and literally it's literally putting God over everything else, putting God over everything else and letting them know, hey, you are my creator. You are my redeemer. You are more loyal than anything else. And I bow down to you. Right. And it's there. And you can see in the Psalms, the psalmist in this is praising God with all of their heart. Right. And they're saying that all the nations have bowed down to them. Right. And they're showing all the forms of worship that they can show. Right. So what are different ways that we can worship? That's another question that I asked. What are different ways we could worship God? And this is what I got. I got through meditation, through music, through prayer, through singing, through through giving, tithing, offering by sharing a knowledge, sharing 
a word of knowledge or sharing your gift or your talent or sharing your time. And I think that all of those are very impactful. I think all of those are wonderful. I'm glad that they describe that because here at Seastone, we have a worship vision statement. And it says that worship is more than a song. It literally is more than a song. And the sooner we understand that, the sooner we can really, really grasp really what true worship is. True worship is really more than a song. True worship goes beyond the four walls of church. True worship involves everything that we just described, right? So there are ways that we can worship God actually through music, right? Through playing worship music, things like that, through actually sitting down and meditating on his word. But another way, and this is the way that I really want to hone in on, because this is a way of worship that a lot of Christians um, know about, but maybe they didn't know they were worshiping God in these different ways also, right? Through your giving, through tithing. Right. Because we all know that God is in control of our money. God is in control of our income. He's in control of our job, all of that. So basically, when we give, when we give the first of our fruit, when we give the the best that we could possibly give, which is the first of your fruit. And the reason why you give the first of your fruit is because the first of your fruit has the best nutrients in it. Right. It is the first. It is the first. You give him the first because your first is your best. Right. It literally is. It's just like when you're lifting weights, right? The first rep is always going to be your best rep, right? Because that's the rep where you're the most rested. That's the rep where you have the most air. That's the rep where you have the most, the most uff inside of you, right? I remember running track. The first event of the day was the 100 meters. And I usually ran my fastest in the 100 meters, not because it was the shortest race, but because I had the most energy going into that race, because I knew that was the first race. That was a race that set the tempo for the rest of the day for me. I knew that if I won the 100 meters, I knew I carried that momentum in the, into the 200 meters that I ran, into the relays that I ran, into the last event that I ran. I knew that when I won that 100 meters, the first event of the day, I knew when I won that event, it would carry on into the other events. And that's what it is with giving to God. That's what it means when we give to God is an act of worship. And if you've heard me at church, um, and maybe if you've heard the videos or the announcements that I do at my church, I always say giving is an act of worship. Giving just in general is an act of worship. And maybe it goes beyond money and tithing. And let me tell you why. Because of another thing that they shared with us, giving your time and giving your effort, right? And let me show you why those are. Let me show you why they're connected, number one, and let me show you why they're acts of worship. So when you give your time, um, for someone to wake up on Sunday morning where you have every other thing to do, if you're usually off work, that's probably maybe your only off day that you have, um, which in some cases, that's literally my only off day of work. I could be doing anything else. I can go outside, mow the lawn first thing in the morning. I can go out and maybe get dinner with, um, I go out and get breakfast, excuse me, with some of my friends or some of my buddies. But instead, I get up and I make the decision to, hey, I want to go to the house of God and worship God, right? And be in a corporate setting of worship, hear a word and be encouraged by other believers. And that'd be the first thing I do on this beautiful Sunday morning. Sunday is the first day of the week. So the first thing I do on the first day of the week and the first place that I go on the first day of the week is God's house. Is a house that's literally consecrate, consecrated and set aside to be a house of worship. That's so cool to me. That's so cool that you made the decision to do that. That's the giving of your time, right? Also, the giving of your time, really, when it comes to um, 
going in God's word. Literally saying that, God, you are in control of my life. You're in control of time. You're outside of time, and you're in control of it. So basically, I'm making a decision to put you over anything else that may take away my time. Right? That's so awesome. And that's awesome that we get the opportunity to do that. Also, by giving our effort, usually, if I'm making a decision to come to church, I'm usually going to give my effort. So for me, for instance, like I come, I go to church earlier in the morning on the first day of the week. That's the first thing I do. And the first thing I do is I serve, right? Because I'm usually doing something at church. I'm usually in the sound booth. I'm usually teaching the kids. I'm usually doing something at church, sharing some type of knowledge that maybe I've gotten from the Lord or sharing some type of word that I've gotten uh, throughout the week that I feel like is from God. Um, So literally, I'm sharing, um, I'm giving my effort, right? Because I put effort into the word that I'm going to give because I prepare for that, right? I give effort into the teaching that I'm going to do because because I really want them to be able to comprehend that, the kids or the youth. Really, I want um, the congregation to take in what I'm going to say or the word that I'm going to give during the announcements. I want the worship team to sound as good as they can outside of their control, which is me because I'm usually at the sound booth. So it's my job to make sure that they project as wonderful and as awesome as they can and give them an awesome mix, right? Because I'm also worshiping God also in that regard. So I put my best foot forward. That's how I'm worshiping God in my effort, right? And my effort and my time, right? Because I'm giving my time. I'm making a decision to get up on the first day of the week. And the first thing I'm doing is going to the house of worship, I'm giving my time to God. Also, not only am I giving my time to God, but my effort while I'm giving my time. So they go hand in hand together. Um, and I'm so sorry that I'm rambling on, or maybe I sound confusing, but you know, I just want to let you know that giving is more than a worship is more than a song, right? And it involves giving and your generosity. And generosity goes beyond what's in your wallet or what's in your mind or, or, uh, or what your watch is looking like. It goes beyond your time. It goes beyond what's in your wallet. It goes beyond any knowledge you can have. It's literally just giving yourself and saying, hey, God, I'm going to put everything else aside and I'm going to look towards you. So with that being said, we went over all of this. We went over, oh my gosh, like, like, hey, like what is worship? We define what worship is, right? And we went through how we can worship God and different ways that we can worship God. So let's go on to if worship is essential for every believer. And that is absolutely, that stands true. Like worship is essential for every believer. I absolutely believe that it is. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 13, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. It says, let us then always offer praise to God as our sacrifice through Jesus, which is the offering presented by lips that confess him as Lord. That shows right there that we should always offer praise to God as our sacrifice through Jesus. We should always offer praise to God. That shows that we should always be worshiping God. We should always be serving God, right? Outside the four walls or inside the four walls. So with that being said, that is a a way of giving, right? And that's an act of worship because we're putting God over what we want to do. Because sometimes we may not want to serve, We may not want to be in a parking lot. We may not want to clean the toilets of the church. We may not want to um, help out with all that, which I've done all of that. I've been in the parking lot before. I've cleaned the toilets at church before. And I guarantee you, sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Sometimes I don't feel like being in a sound booth. Sometimes I don't feel like teaching. Sometimes I don't feel like getting on stage. 
and getting all these butterflies on stage and 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 having to deal with whether um, I'm received the right way or whether I sound stupid or not. Like sometimes I don't want to do that, but I know that it's something that God has given me. And so it's my responsibility to follow what God has given me. Sometimes I don't feel like getting behind the mic and making a making an episode. However, it's not about me. It's about God. And so it's my job to put God over myself. And that is how I worship God. So it's essential. And we all should do it. And this is a really, really good way you can do it. This is a good way. This is an awesome way you can do it. Right? And this is why we need worship. Because let's say I'm walking on a bridge. And I'm walking on a bridge. And I'm walking. And I'm walking. And as I'm walking, the wind starts to pick up. And the wind knocks me. And the wind is is howling and is and is rocking me back and forth and suddenly it knocks me right over into this large giant body of water and a boat comes by and throws me a life vest a life preserve right and these waves are crashing not the waves are crashing but it's a tide and it's and it's you know is wrapping me up and it's and it's throwing me around and here I am here I am I see this life preserve and I'm focused on this life preserve. I'm not worried about the Jordans they may have on my feet. I'm not worried about the watch on my wrist. I'm not worried about if my clothes are soggy. I'm not even worried about whether I can swim or not. At this moment in time, I want to get to that life preserve as soon as I can. As soon as I can. And so I don't care about anything else that's going on. It's my job to get to that life preserve. So that's how it is in our life, right? Because without God, we are swimming and we are swimming and a whole bunch of distractions. We are literally swimming in a whole bunch of things that could pull us away from our faith. We are swimming around a lot of dangerous things. We are swimming around a lot of dangerous people. We are swimming in an environment that's really not made for us and that can literally lead to our deaths. But we can focus on a life preserve and we literally can reach out for that life preserve. And that life preserve is Jesus. And that's why we should constantly be in a pursuit of God because God is the life preserve that keeps us from drowning in a lot of temptations and a lot of distractions and in a lot of things that the enemy has set up or a lot of the bad decisions that we have made that can literally lead to our deaths. So that's why God is so important. That's why it's so important to worship God because God literally is a life preserve that we have. Because when we're swimming in a sea of doubt and of temptation and of just craziness and of sin, we have a life preserve that we can count on that's going to be right there. And when we put that life preserve on, we save ourselves from anything that could come against us. So fam, I just really just want to encourage you to remember that even though we're drowning in a whole bunch of temptation and distractions and just sin And things that can really cause us to die either physically or spiritually to stay focused on the life preserve that we have. Because the life preserve that we have is never going to lead us astray. It's going to keep our focus and our eyes on what's going to keep us living. So, I love you all. I thank you all for joining me. And I'll catch you again next week for episode number 11. Goodbye.